This is a life-changing message by the Apostle General Sam Crenshaw Ankara. Stay tuned. People will say window of opportunity, but we spiritual people call it Kairos moment. The window of opportunity and the Kairos moment is just a split second when God will shift something in the atmosphere in your favor. And the irony and the painful thing is that when the shift happens and you miss the shift and the visitation. You may not get that opportunity again. You may not get that window of opportunity again. And God uses that the first night to teach you about windows of opportunity and Kairos moment, how you need to seize it. Does it not make you think that two seasons can end and can show up Within 60 seconds, between 11.59 and 12 midnight, kind of split second, they said that one year is already gone, 2021. It's gone and gone for good. And now suddenly there is a new year that is confronting you. The same night that you came to church, you haven't gone to bed, you haven't gone home. That same hour, that same moment, 11.59 to 12 midnight, something has shifted, something has changed. Aburi abasakaya mokonda. God, may God shift something in the atmosphere. May God shift something in the realms of the spirit. If you believe that prophecy, clap your hands and say shift. No, 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 you are not serious. Say shift. I enjoyed the first service that this one. Say shift. Something will shift. Within a twinkle of an eye, within a split second, just like 2021 will be gone and 2022 will come between 11.59 and 12 midnight, so shall your miracle be. So shall your visitation be. Clap your hands and say, shift. Scream it again and say, shift. Let the devil hear you and say, shift. There was a man who was sitting at the beautiful gate for 48 years. But do you know that when God was going to change the situation, he didn't take God 48 years. Hey, I don't care how long your problem has existed. I don't care how long the family problem has existed. I don't care how long the devil has been fighting. All I know that the window of opportunity is coming and something is about to shift. Clap your hands and say shift, shift, shout again. Clap your hands and say shift, 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 follow me, shift, 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 something is happening in the realms of the spirit. 48 years of problems, but it didn't take God 48 years to solve the problem. Peter and John were going to the temple to go and pray. And then the, the guys were sitting there always. They had been going to that temple always. That day, the Holy Ghost said, Peter and John, you are not going inside. There is somebody whose case has appeared on my table. 
I, I worked in the civil service. In the civil service, when the file is coming from the chief director's office, there are some letters that are flagged agent. You see, an agent card. It means that of all the communications in that file, there are certain ones that require immediate attention. So, so Peter, God said to Peter and John, this man's case requires attention. Stop, you are not going inside. Today, his position must change. He's been begging for 48 years. It's over. It's over. So, ladies and gentlemen, at the mention of just one name, Jesus Christ, the man got up and started jumping. 48 years, but he didn't take 48 years for the problem to solve. Just a split second between 1159 and come on. Can I borrow our team for 2022? Come 2022. Something is about to happen. Something is about to show up. Your position is about to change. Your level is about to change. Come on. Your situation is about to change. Come on. Those who have been looking at you with funny eyes and some funny ways. Hey. Now they'll look at you and they will salute you. Hey. Because something is changing. Something I am not talking to everybody. I am only talking to 12 people. Let those 12 people run and shout and say, I am the one. I am the one. Shout again and say, I am the one. I am the one. Moving with the speed of the Holy Ghost. I am Clap your hands. Clap your hands and watch me. Walking in a Clap your hands and watch Can I prophesy to sons and daughters of the house? Yes, sir. Your problem may be 48 years. Come on now. But within the twinkle of an eye, by the shifting of the clock of the seconds, Come something will happen. Just as it's about to happen this 31st night, you will see that the first night, 2021 will be gone. All the pain will be gone. All your past will be gone. There is a new dawn. There is a new day. Yes, there is a new year. Yes, sir. Clap your hands and scream. I receive it. I receive it. Shout it again. I receive it. Let the devil hear you again. I receive it. Clap your hands and prophesy. I'm ready. I am ready. For a shame. For a shame. In my life. In my life. Jump and shout. I am ready. I am ready. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. You came here for preaching where the preaching is coming. You came here for revelation where the revelation is coming. Come on. But first, healing must take place. Come on now. First of all, deliverance must happen. Come on now. First of all, I have to connect your faith. Come on now. First of all, I have to position you. Yes, sir. That you don't miss your Kairos moment. You don't miss the window of opportunity. Hey, 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 Hallelujah. 35 years. See now, 35 years.
five years ago, I went to a certain school in the water region called Zico. And I went there as a young student, I was preaching. And then I fired the word of God. And a certain young girl came out to receive Christ. Came, came out to receive Christ. You didn't hear me. Came out to receive Christ. You didn't hear me. Came out to receive Christ. Came out to receive Christ. How did she become my wife? You haven't asked that question. She came out to receive my Christ. To receive Christ. How did she become my wife? Split seconds. So now I know one of the reasons that God took me to Zion was not only for souls, but for him to connect me to the woman who will become my partner for the last 35 years. Now I know. I can guarantee somebody God is changing your position from poverty right now. You may not see it with your eyes. Yes, but I'm sir. telling you, something is happening in the realms of the spirit. Yes, sir. Yay! And what God has written and God has said about come on. will come to pass. Yes, sir. If I were you, I would start celebrating, start, start celebrating my coming husband. If I were you, I would start celebrating my rising, my promotion. Taking me higher. The flesh will not lead you again. The spirit of the Lord will lead you. The prophetic word of the Lord will lead you. The oil and anointing will lead you. The altar will lead you. The prayer and fasting will lead you. Clap your hands and say, Holy Ghost. Lead me. Lead me. Give the Lord a mighty clap and a shout of Hallelujah. Window of opportunity. Kairos moment. Split seconds. One year is gone. Another year has come and it becomes history. Wow. Wow. When 2021 goes, there's no way it will come back. It's gone. A change has taken place. I prophesy. When your change happens, it will become permanent. I receive it. Come on, clap your hands and give God praise. In the Bible, God has given to his covenant children certain celebrations he calls feasts. And every feast has history and memorials and covenant and purposes that God wants to imprint into the hearts of his people. Every feast and every celebration. One of them that is very popular is the feast of the Passover, also called the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. There are other feasts. The Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Weeks. The Feast of Harvest. The Feast of Fruits. The Feast of Pentecost. All of these feasts have history, memorials, purpose, and counsel for the people of God. Royal House Chapel identifies itself with one of them, 31st night, called the Feast of the Passover. We call it here the prophetic Passover watch night service. The Passover recalls 
when God redeemed the children of Israel from bondage and from slavery and checked them into their land of promise, the land of their inheritance, also called the land of liberty and freedom. And on that night, there was a Passover lamb whose blood made all the difference. When the Passover lamb was killed and was sacrificed and the blood posted on the door wall and the windows of the Israelites, that was it. The angel who came to the land when he saw the blood passed over, went to the houses where there was no blood and firstborns died. There was such a wailing and crying in Israel, in Egypt, such as had never taken place. Within a split second, split second, an angel passing through and 450 years of slavery and bondage was over behind them. Behind them. Trust me. Something is shifting in the atmosphere. I receive it. Something is shifting. Split seconds. 450 years is behind them. And they are embracing their, 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 their promised land. The Bible says that Jesus Christ has become our Passover lamb. So once we were yet sinners and we were in darkness, the blood of Jesus Christ made atonement and preached the gap between us and God. So the enmity between us and God was cancelled, broken by the blood of Jesus. The iron curtains that divided us so we could not reach God, removed by the single sacrifice of the lamb, the Passover lamb of God on the cross. So you see, the, the celebration of the feast starts from the Old Testament, the shadow of Christ, and ends in the New Testament on our Lord Jesus Christ, giving you access to the celebration of the feasts of the Lord. The feast of the Passover. Now, listen to how God wants us to celebrate the feast of the Passover in clearly stated instructions in the word of God. Look at the way God wants us to celebrate. And if you are a child of God and you have been cleansed by the blood and you have been saved by the blood and now there's no more enmity between you and God but now there's no reconciliation by the atonement of Christ, this is your celebration. Look at chapter 23 of Exodus and look at verse number 14. The way God wants us to celebrate the feast of the Passover called in royal house chapel the Passover prophetic night because we are passing over from one we are transiting from one year to the other and that change is taking place within split seconds split seconds three times you shall keep a feast to me in the year this is God's instruction 15 you shall keep the feast of the unleavened bread unleavened bread and for the first time in royal house chapel at our week of the altar i will bring you to the prophetic table of seven days of the unleavened bread you haven't eaten it before this is the first time seven days are you clapping or you are doing something <laughs> what is unleavened bread unleavened bread is a bread that has no yeast 
What, is, what does the yeast do? The yeast causes fermentation to the dough and causes the dough to rise. And then it is checked into the fire for baking. Now, the unleavened bread does not have yeast or does not have fermentation. Why? Two reasons or three reasons. Number one reason, the yeast spiritually and divinely stands for corruption and sin. God says, the body of Christ, which you are going to eat, has no corruption, has no sin. It is an unleavened bread. It is not the bread that has been forced to rise. No corruption, no sin. You shall eat with the meat roasted by fire. Why? Because God is painting the picture of the suffering that the Christ will go through. The pain of fire and the pain of sacrifice. To be able to save you and I. He's painting that picture. Unleavened bread. The unleavened bread also symbolizes God's intention to bring deliverance speedily by acceleration and by urgency. So unleavened bread means urgency. Why? Because when they need the dough, they don't have time to wait for hours waiting for the thing to ferment. They put the flour together, put in the wheat, put in the butter, whatever the spices, put it straight into the fire. Why? Because deliverance is coming quick and fast. And we don't have time to wait. That is how God has placed agency on your matter. This year. I, I am trusting God that by the first week we finish the prayer, some of you, your prayers would have been answered already. I'm talking to only 18 people in the house. I receive it. Your matter is urgent. God has flagged it with the flag of agency. Why? Because you have waited too long for a husband. You can't wait anymore. God is bringing you an unleavened husband. You have waited too long to enter the university. You can't wait any longer. The heaven is shifting in your favor. I receive it. You have waited too long to start your business. God can't wait for you any longer. God says now it is time. Receive speed and receive acceleration. I receive it. You made a promise you want to do something for God and the church. You have waited for too long. God said now you can't wait anymore. This year, 2022, he's bringing you speed and acceleration. I receive it. The leavened bread with fermentation stands for corruption and sin. The body of Jesus Christ is unleavened. No corruption, no sin, pure. Number two, unleavened bread stands for speed and acceleration. Three, unleavened bread means readiness to live. You are ready to go. You are ready to move on. Clap your hands and scream in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say, my father, my father. My father, my father. I've waited too long. I've waited too long. Now I'm ready. I have ready. I'm ready. I am ready. For my moment. For my moment. I'm ready. I am ready. For my opportunity. For my opportunity. Lord. Lord. Let something. Let something. Shift. 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 Clap your hands and say, shift. Shift. 
said, I'll buy Rolls Royce. I said, I'm tired of you gifting it to me. You can't give me Rolls Royce if you don't have what it takes to buy. So indirectly, I'm prophesying to you and you didn't hear me. I, I said, it. I'm tired of waiting for my Rolls Royce. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is the one that is presenting the keys? I am the one. I am tired of taking you to the oil dome after a week of the altar. I bring you out because work is coming on. I am tired. This is the last time I'm taking you. When Come I on. bring you and we go back, Jesus. We Clap your hands. Can you go to 18 people and prophesy? Oh, you can sit down. You can I'm telling you, your problem may be 48 years, Come on. but it will not take God 48 years to Jesus. Clap your hands and shout, I receive my miracle. I receive my miracle. Now watch this. What do you, you shall keep the feast of the unleavened bread and get ready for the seven days of it. You shall eat unleavened bread for seven days. And God has a reason for seven days, and He has a reason for asking you to live on, on uh, eat the unleavened bread. He has a reason for associating you with incorruption and sinlessness. He has a reason. He has a reason why He wants to bring you speed and acceleration. <laughs> As I commanded you. At the time appointed in the month of Abib. For in it came out of Egypt. So every celebration of the feast has history. And a reason. None shall appear before me empty. None shall appear before me empty. Ladies and gentlemen. This is about the second or the third time in Exodus. That God is repeating himself concerning the feast. He had... Spoken about the feast from chapter 12, which I will be ending my teachings with this afternoon. And then chapter 23, he institutes the command of the feast. In Leviticus, God repeats himself many other times again. Then in the book of Numbers, he repeats himself, same. And then Deuteronomy. Question. You think God has lost his senses and his mind and he feels like just talking plenty and repeating himself? No. But between Exodus chapter 12 and Deuteronomy chapter 16, which we are going to read, there have been several generations. And for every generation, they forget about the feasts, the history, the memorial, the purpose, and the reason. So God will come through the prophets reminding them, reminding them, reminding them, reminding them as he's reminding you today that a feast is coming on 31st night when there's going to be a shift between one year and another year. Oh, you are very intelligent. So clap when you are listening to saints. 
And David, I like the way you are looking at me. You are serious. When I'm preaching and I see people looking at me like this through their dark glasses, I know they won't shoot me. God had to remind them generation after generation, generation of time after time. Don't forget where I picked you from. Don't forget your days and your years in Egypt. Don't forget what the Egyptians did. Don't forget the mighty hand with which I delivered it. Don't forget. Now, jump to Deuteronomy chapter 16 and see the addition that God adds and makes to the, the, the command. Three times a year, all your meals shall appear before the Lord, the Yahweh covenant. Your God in the place which he chooses. At the feast of the unleavened bread. God repeating the, 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 the feast. At the feast of weeks. God is repeating himself. At the feast of tabernacles. God is repeating himself. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty handed. Don't appear before God empty handed. Now look at how he intends you to come before him in verse number 17 and just obey the voice of God. Every man shall give as he is able according to the blessing of the Lord your God which he has given you. Full stop. Two conditions that must guide you when you are given. Number one, according to your ability. Number two, according to the measure of his blessings. What is ability? According to your strength. According to your economic strength and your economic power. So I want you to know that before you put the tithe over there, before you put the sacrifice there, God already had calculated your economic strength. God knew that he gave you 2,000 and that the tenth of it should have been 200, not 100. He had calculated already. God knew he gave you 5,000. And the tenth of it, of the 5,000, is 500. So when you put the 200 there, God is just sitting in heaven laughing at you. You failed in ability already. Now come to blessing. So you give by your ability, and then you give by blessing. Now, God says from today, you must learn this. That every giving you give to him, he looks at whether the giving represents the quantum and the grace of blessing that is upon your life. That's what God looks like. In other words, God says, I should tell you, he is not a God that manipulates his children so that he wants to take something from you when he has not blessed you with it. God says, I should tell you from today, change your mind. He doesn't love it. He doesn't like it. So in other words, Don't get angry with God because you fail examination. And that is going to now show in the way you give because you feel that because you failed your examination, God disappointed. God said, keep your sacrifice. Keep it. He doesn't want it. I'll be introducing you when we finish the service, okay, and pray for you. Keep it. Ah, my father died. My, my mother died. God, if you are there, why did my father die? Why did my, 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 
my mother died. Why God? Why did you do that? So you are angry with God? He said, keep your sacrifice. Keep it. If you think he hasn't blessed you, keep it. He only takes bless, he only takes sacrifices that are a measure and a reflection and a representation of his blessing. If you think God has not blessed you, keep your money. Keep it. <laughs> God, I, I showed on the altar and I came to you. I said, give me the visa. When I went, they didn't give me the visa. I'm angry. Oh, oh, take your money. God doesn't take money from his children whom he has not blessed. Blessing is your personal acknowledgement. I'm a contractor. Uh, I've done some work for government. And uh, they haven't paid the money for one year now. And uh, things are very tough for me. Uh, 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 God, me, I won't pay tight. I won't pay tight. If you release my money, I'll pay tight. Uh, I won't give it a sacrifice. If you release, oh, oh, the government hasn't paid your money. But haven't you been eating? Have your children not been eating? Have you not been buying fuel into your car? Have you not been taking your children to school? Have you calculated the amount of blessings that that contains? Please, don't be ungrateful. In the COVID season, one cylinder of oxygen. How much, how much does it cost? Oxygen, the, the small cylinder of oxygen for the people who need the oxygen who are dying. About two, 240 per day, 240 per day. Some people can be on oxygen for how many days or weeks? Eh? 10, 10 days. Multiply 10 days by 240. Give me there quickly. Quickly, take your, take your move. How much? 2,400 per 10 days for oxygen. The oxygen that you are breathing now, have you, are you paying for it? I, I remember Mama written, I had an SOS message. Oh, Papa, it was dangerous. They had given the guy oxygen, 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 and then the, the oxygen level was not rising. And so now they were scared, and they were less, left with the last cylinder. So they called us, Mommy, if you don't press, something will happen to my husband. Something will happen. The oxygen uh, is left in the last uh, cylinder. And the, the, the doctors are saying, if they don't get another supply, uh, my husband will be gone. I said, hey, so oxygen has so much price and value. I said, God, charge us for the oxygen. If God decides to charge us for the oxygen that we... So we are not going to, we have to go on the phone. I don't know what that day, whether we pray for more supply of oxygen or we pray for the miracle. <laughs> then I said, I said, Lord, let this last cylinder of oxygen become the last one that he's receiving in the hospital. When this one gets finished, let his oxygen level rise up. Ladies and gentlemen, after that prayer, 
some few seconds. The oxygen didn't get finished and we had another phone call. They said, mommy, the oxygen level is rising. So after this one, he will not do the oxygen again. I said, yeah, God, the supplier of oxygen has stepped into the matter. If you are clapping, clap. And if you are giving God, give God praise. His faithfulness is God is faithful. He won't take anything from you if he has not blessed you. God will never do it. Whatever he asks you to bring, he asks you to bring because you are the ability and he has blessed you. It's forevermore. It's faithfulness. But there is also a reason why God asks for Passover sacrifices and it's for your reason so let's go back to the original text in chapter 23 we did verse 14 now look at verse number 20 and verse number 23 and God tells you the reason why he expects a Passover sacrifice from you why he expects you to remember the feast of the Passover why he expects you to remember the place where he picked you from why you should not forget that once upon a time you were a sinner why you should not forget that once upon a time you were a single young man. Now he has given you a wife. You don't forget that. You don't forget that. You can't forget that. In that chapter... God was talking about the feast of tabernacles, the feast of Pentecost, the feast of harvest, the feast of fruit, all the fruit, the fruits of, he has, and then he now tells them why. He said, behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared for you. There is a place I have prepared. There is, there is a level I have prepared. There is a level of intimacy. There is a level of glory. There is a level of achievement that I have prepared. But you cannot reach there until an angel comes to lead you when you celebrate the feasts. <laughs> Verse number 23. Verse number 23. For my angel will go before you and bring you to the Amorites and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Canaanites, and the Hevites, and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. How can you miss Reverend Agri's prayer? There's one prayer Reverend Agri raises every year. And when it is that time, you should see my wife and I, Moses, during the week of the altar. Here's a prayer. We are now going to pray that the angel of the Lord will Fly on the highways where we have been driving. And somebody say, what, what prayer topic is that? When it comes to introducing, keep quiet, don't pray. You, you don't want angel on the highway. I'm robbers are waiting for you there. I will send an angel who will go ahead of you. Why? Because you don't know what is on the way. 19, 2019, we all came and we entered into 2020. We didn't know that the dangerous sickness that would devastate the world, devastate politics, economies, sh- shut everything that we didn't know. But God knew. <laughs> Reverend Agrawa would then say, take a sacrifice, generally bones, pray, and we are clearing all the mishaps. And all the troubles that are waiting for us by the hand of the angel. February bones, March, 
April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, every year. Me, I'm not tired. The day he doesn't introduce that prayer, when I get a microphone, I'm going to introduce it myself. Because I know what that prayer does for me. If it had not been God on your side, where will you be today? You will not be sitting here. If it had not been God. If not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where will I be? Yeah. Where will I be? Oh, Jesus. God, 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 is, God is a good God. Two men, known to me personally, personally, very rich, two men, rich men. Then, the community where they lived in, if the first one, gentleman A, if the members of the community went to him and said, uh, we are doing renovations on the local church building, and we are going to have a harvest, can you come and chair for us? He said, no, no, I don't have time to come and chair. I don't have time. When they go to him another time, we want to buy organ for the church. Can you contribute? He tells them, and one of these, I heard it myself. He said, look, my, my, I don't use my money for charity. Oh. My money is for business. I invest into business and I make profit. This charity, charity nonsense, take it away from me. The members of the community will go to him. Uh, we want to buy choir robes. He will never. Then the other gentleman, also known to me, the community, they want to put up a church building. He will go and chair the function and donate. Renovations, he will go and donate. They want to buy organ. He will single-handedly purchase the organ, not contribute, buy it for them. Choir robes, he will pay for it. In the community, the people who are intelligent and clever who pass to go to higher education, higher levels of education, when they needed help, this man will help them. Now, uh, they are all alive today, 30, 35 years down the line. Listen to their statistics, their levels of, of, of where they are now. They are all known to me. Two men. The one who says he doesn't give to charity, in other words, he doesn't invest in kingdom matters. Had a problem with his bankers. They went to court. The bankers won. And so the bankers said, oh, his buildings that he had acquired for collateral, they should sell everything to pay off his, his facility. Ladies and gentlemen, he's crumbled down to square one. Everything gone. The other one who was giving and giving and giving and giving. When I'm traveling, I meet him on flight. He's sitting in first class today. All his children have prospered. All his buildings are intact. Now, answer me. The one who invests in the kingdom of God and the one who does not invest in the kingdom of God, who is a fool and who is wise? Answer. The one who was investing in the kingdom is not prosperous. And the one who said he has no time 
for the kingdom business, he's gone to square one. Zero, ground zero. Hey. <laughs> Your sacrifice, the, 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 the sacrifice God says, let no one come before me empty-handed. Now let's see the way he describes the, the, the sacrifice and see whether you've been passing or you've been failing. If you have been failing, let this teaching settle you down once and for all. I don't want you to return to this teaching. If I have to return to this teaching, I'll have to do it after six months, one year, when new people have come to the church. But I, have, I, I can't waste my time on grown-ups like you. First degree holders like you, university grad, undergraduates like you. I can't be repeating myself. I only repeat myself after one, two years when new members have come to the church. And that is if I have not retired. <laughs> chapter 12. Chapter 12, verse number. Chapter 12, verse number. Number 21. Chapter 12, verse number 21. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop. Dip it in the blood. Dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel with the blood that is in the basin and none of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning why because something is going to happen in the night there is going to be a transition a change a split second Egypt will be behind them and their Cana will be in front of them for the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians and when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. So, number one, number one, you will select the lamb. The lamb is selected. It's selected. Now, selection means there are several of them. Some are sick. Some are weak. Some are crippled. Some are tiny. Some are fat. Select. Select. Don't wake up that the first night and then uh, uh, I'm going to church. I'm going to go to God to go, get to God. God will reject you. I guarantee you, He will reject that sacrifice because that sacrifice was not selected. You know when the selection starts? The selection starts from tomorrow. Tomorrow. You and your wife and your family, you should start discussing how much you are bringing to God in the measurement of his ability and his blessing. Two things. Your sacrifice must show your ability. And then, his blessing. His blessing. Oh, you. If it had not been God, you know your wife will not be sitting here and celebrating ten. You know it. You know it. So now, go and roam about. Roam about. You, you and your friends. Go and chill. And at the first night, decide how much. God will reject the sacrifice before you get there. Start your selection from tomorrow. 
That's number one. Two, when you select the lamb, you wait for 14 days. The lamb has to wait for 14 days. And during the 14 days, you know what you are supposed to do? Every day you have to go and find whether the lamb you selected has been fought. Whether it has developed some sickness. Whether something you have to observe. So number one, you select number two, you observe. You observe the lamb and find out whether the lamb, some, some, something, when something is wrong, change it. In other words, when you do your selection by tomorrow, remember that the first is Friday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, God, you still have to be praying and God will have to be speaking with you. God, what I have chosen, what I have decided, do you approve of it? Does it show my ability? Does it represent the blessing? You, you have to ask God's consent before you bring him a sacrifice. You don't just think, think make God feel like he's begging you. I told you already, God says he doesn't want anything that does not represent his blessing upon your life. He doesn't want it. Select. Observe. Pray about it. Be sure that that's what God wants you to give. And then number three, he says it shall be a perfect lamb. In other words, by the time you are offering the, the lamb, by the time you are offering the lamb, make sure that there's nothing absolutely untoward wrong with that lamb. Make sure. Make sure. Make sure that there's nothing wrong with your sacrifice. In other words, you don't pick the sacrifice tomorrow and in three days you go and take 200 out of it. Go do and do something. You don't do that. Am I dialing some numbers here? You have picked the money and then two days time somebody comes to you and says, your mother is sick and so you go and take God's money for your mother. Your mother will be sick continuously. 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 Let no one come before me empty handed. Because the angel of the Lord will be going ahead of you to cut off all the Amorites and the Chebusites and the Canaanites, those who are occupying your land. The Lord will cut them off. Yeah, the fourth thing that must happen to the, 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 the lamb. Kill it. Kill it. Cause the lamb pain. Let the lamb go through pain. Burn it. Let it go, let it go through fire. Otherwise, it's not a sacrifice. You know what that means? Punish your bank account. Cause your bank account to cry when the check leaves. If your bank account you don't cause pain to eat. You haven't killed the lamb. Cause pain. To your account. So now why is God asking you to bring the Passover lamb? Number one. Anytime God asks you for your Passover sacrifice, then number one, it means 450 years of bondage is coming to an end. Anytime. Watch it. When God says, kill your lamb, post the blood, it means that you are going to say goodbye to Egypt. 
you are leaving the place of bondage. Anything that has been holding you, holding your academics, holding your marriage, holding your the fruitfulness of your womb, holding your finances, clap your hands and say, break and break away. Break and break away. Oh, I want you to agree with me because around this time I'm moving into the prophetic right now. Clap your hands and say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And the Egypt spirit. In the Egypt spirit. Holding me captive. Holding me captive. Holding me in bondage. Holding me in bondage. Clap your hands and say, break. Break. Break away. Break away. Break. Break. Break away. Break away. Break. Break. Break away. Break away. Scatter. 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 Scatter away. Scatter. Scatter. Away. 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 Shout it and say, away. Away. God will never ask you for a sacrifice if he's not ready to deliver you. When he asks you for the sacrifice, get ready. Some chains are about to break. Some strongholds over your life are about to lose. Whether it's Delta variant or or Omicron or Omnibus Christmas. Come on now. Hey. Hey. Are you clapping or you are celebrating? Jesus. Shout Shout you speak. Shout and speak all around. Put up your hands. Sing it out. I stay in You two go away. The chains and Are you for number two? When God says, bring me the sacrifice, the Passover sacrifice, it means that your time to occupy your promised land has come. I receive it. I, I love that response. Can I give you another chance? You are not only breaking the Egyptian bondage, but you are now going to occupy your promised land. I receive it. The land it. that flows you with milk and honey. I receive it. You know what that means? It means that you are not staying in that level you came here again before. Yes. You are now going to move to another level. A higher level. Another level. A higher level. If you are married, a higher, deeper level of your marriage. If you are a student, a higher level of our performance. Come on. If you're a businessman, a higher level of performance. Yes, sir. Whatever, a politician, a higher level. Higher level. Clap your hands and say, I'm ready. I'm ready. To move. To move. To my land. To my land. A promise. Of promise. By sacrifice. By sacrifice. By sacrifice. By sacrifice. By sacrifice. By sacrifice. Clap your hands and shout. Yes. Yes. If you are not ready to move into your promised land, keep your sacrifice. Because it is only the sacrifice that gives you the way. God came to Moses and said, Moses, get ready. For this midnight hour, the angel of the Lord will pass through the land. These people have been kept in Egypt for 450 years. And year after year, they think, I, God, I am not able to bring them to the land of promise that I promised to their father Abraham. But I can. And I'm ready. I've just been waiting for this sacrifice of the blood. When I see the blood, I will pass over.
And now Pharaoh will call you. When he calls you this time, he's not going to bargain. He's not going to plead. He's not going to be proud and arrogant. He's not going to show his ego as before. This time when he calls you, he will drive you out. He will say, go, leave us. You people have caused us too much trouble already. Leave our country. Egypt will be behind you. Within a split second, Moses. 450 years. But I, God, when I'm coming with a deliverance, it will take me 450 years. It will take me by the flip of my fingers. And on that night, Pharaoh was carrying his firstborn in his hand. Moses! Aaron! Come in! See what you have done. I can hear the Moses say, Sir, but it shouldn't have come to that. It shouldn't have come to this. God gave you so much opportunity. So many windows of opportunity, sir. You missed all of them. Sir, you missed all of them. And I heard Pharaoh asking Moses, Can you do something? This is my firstborn. This is my prince. This is my future. This is the one. And I heard Moses tell him, Sir, there are certain actions of God that are irreversible. Especially when God gives you time after time and opportunity after opportunity. There are some things that are irreversible. Furthermore, sir, this your firstborn that is lying here is a sermon to WMG members some 6,000 years to come that God's firstborn Christ cannot deliver you until you kill the firstborn of the flesh God's firstborn Christ his blood will never deliver you his blood will never save you Moses until you kill the firstborn of your flesh which is your pride which is your ego which is your corruption, which is your flesh, which is your sin, which is the thing that makes you feel that you are better because you are beautiful. You, you have money, so you are proud. That's flesh. That's flesh. So God, Papa, can't add this one to your teachings. God was not just killing firstborns. God was killing the firstborn of the flesh of the church. And to let the church know that from today, you shall not glory in the flesh, but you have to glory in the knowledge of his salvation by grace through his blood, through the shedding. And by the way, theologians, I want you to also know that God did not only kill the firstborn of Egyptians, God killed his own firstborn, Christ Jesus. The only difference is that God's firstborn rises again after his blood has finished the work. And so Moses told Moses told Pharaoh, I cannot pray for your firstborn to rise. Otherwise, he will be crossing the resurrection of Christ. This one. 
this one is finished. And with tears in the eyes of Pharaoh, he said, Go! Go. The Bible says there was a crying in Egypt. Just when Moses left, all the families started carrying their firstborn. Sir, my firstborn. This was carrying firstborn. And some, some people, some families, they were carrying firstborn human beings and goat firstborns. And you can imagine how Pharaoh was angry. He said, get away. We are crying proper firstborn, not goat. He said, Sir, but that's my livelihood. Especially the goat, which is a female firstborn. This is the one that produces for me, sir. Sir. Number one, when God asks you for the sacrifice, one, number one, he is ready to break the chain and the cycle of 50 years of repeated bloodline curses. He's ready. Number two, he's ready to check you into the promised land. Number three, when God asks you for a sacrifice, he's ready to kill your adversaries. Oh, I, the, the, the word kill looks so frightening. Oh, let, let me do the three first. He's ready to deliver you from death. From death. When I see the blood, I will deliver you from the power of death. But everyone who is not under the covenant of the blood shall die. Number four. Number four. When God says bring your sacrifice, he's ready to deal with your adversaries. Those who have cheated you these 450 years. Those who held you in captive. Those who manipulated your, your, your husband. Those who manipulated your wife. Those who took your husband away from you. Those who, those who did. So, some of them, Moses, are wicked. When people have political power and they don't have the love of Christ, you have no idea what they can do with political power. When people have money and you don't have money, you have no idea what they can use money to do. When people have a certain authority that you don't have, you have no idea what they can do. But thank God for the authority of Christ. Thank God for the authority of the power of God. He said, for vengeance shall be mine. Your adversaries will be my adversary. Your enemies will be my enemy. God says, he himself will punish them. He himself. And when God starts punishing your enemies, you better keep quiet and allow God to do his work. You people, you are too kind. When God is dealing with them, you go begging and asking God for mercy. Nonsense. You and God, who understands mercy? Let God alone. And let God do what he has to do. Two thousand and six. The watch service was there. The stage was at Glory Shed, and uh, Jesus Arena was crowded. The auditorium was crowded. The East Wing there crowded, and then people people here were watching through, and some by television monitors, and then the car park full. Two thousand and six. At that time, we didn't have oil do. So once we were preparing our Passover lamb, we didn't pick our Passover lamb 31st night in the morning, 31st day in the morning. No. Weeks. Then I said to my wife, I said, honey, I'm picking some prophetic numbers in a year. And one of them that is occurring to me is 46. 46 is playing. And then number six is also playing. So, honey, 
I want us to respond quickly. God reveals to redeem. I have a habit of keeping dollars with me. When I travel, I bring the dollars, I keep them. And what do I use them to do? When I have to travel for my missions, I use the dollars again to buy for the ticket because the tickets are all packed in dollars. And I hate changing cities to dollars because it's too punishing. It's too much when I'm changing cities for dollars. It's too much for me. So anytime I travel and I come, the dollars, I just keep them when I have to travel. So I bring them from their country. I buy their ticket. They should take the dollars back to their country. No cheating here. So in 2006, when 31st night was approaching, I had $12,000 that I had kept over there. So I said, honey, the numbers that are playing, six, 46 is playing. So we are going to sow 6,000 for the two of us, and then we'll sow 6,000 for our children. Our children had just started finishing high school and started going to universities and so on. And during that stage, if you don't raise an altar for your children, I'm telling you, by the time they come from universities, number one, either they are all drunkards or alcoholics, or the women will be born one, born two. I'm telling you, my, uh, one woman of God, I know families where the children went and they didn't come with their degrees. They came with pregnancies. And then some of them went as men. By the time they were returning, they, were, they returned as women. And some of them went as women when they were returning, they came as men. Heartbreaking. 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 So we knew that we couldn't take chances. So all the $12,000 in 2006, two envelopes, one for us and one for our children. Then when 12 midnight clocked and we're dancing and we're praising God, we went to the altar and we placed the sacrifice on the altar. We said, Lord, this is our Passover sacrifice lamb. We have killed the account. We have emptied. January passed. February, they were celebrating me here. June, Amagadon, prayer, 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 prayer. Then July, six, in Canada, Toronto. I preached Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, I finished. Then Monday, my bishop friend said, there is a very powerful tourist attraction in Toronto called Viagra, uh, uh, Niagara Falls. Beautiful nature that you can see the glory of God. We should go watch. So there was the van. He was driving, I was sitting in front. The women were sitting behind us. And then the six children distributed in the other seats. Six. My three children were with me. He took three children. So we were all ten in the bus. Two families. Ten people, two ministries, two generations. We hit the highway, six lanes there, six lanes there. 
The middle is some high uh, uh, dividing uh, concrete rail dividing the ongoing cars and the incoming vehicles. Six lanes. And America, Canada lanes. Oh! People have no, have no time. As a matter of fact, I hear when you are driving at a certain slower pace, the police can even stop you because you are obstructing traffic for being slow. You have to drive fast. In the midst of the fast drive, our Thai bus a boom. Hey! Come and see our vehicle. Top speed. And then this, this car will just pass us. We were quiet. People were chatting and laughing now. All the laughter says, boom. Because now you are face to face with death. Go and laugh. Go and laugh. Oh, just February, my birthday has been celebrated. And now my funeral is coming. Hey, Radhi Jesus Christ. Chale, it was life and death. So, then my friend decided he has to do one thing to halt the car because the car was not stopping. And we didn't know. How long it now take for some truck to come and sweep us on the way? So he decided that he must ramp into the rail, the wall. Now, Samasa. If God will save us, let him save us. If he won't save us. Pine! <laughs> now, a car made a U-turn. It was heading back towards the road. They came back a pine, smoke, fire. Those at the back were not sitting behind airbags. So you can imagine. Next minute. People, 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 six ambulances, police. They took all the women. Sorry, they took the children first. Then they took the women. Then they took my friend and I. Distributed us at, to many, several it was 9 p.m. that the phone call came to our hospital. They said, sir, we have got news for you. All your children are safe and all your wives are safe. Then they asked, what should we do? I said, bring all of them here. We'll gather here and we'll all drive home together. Tourism aborted. Niagara Falls, we didn't see. Hey, Reverend King, Reverend King, if it had not been for the altar, it had not been for that sacrifice. The altar, the sacrifice, the altar, and our sacrifice. 
God is not begging you. God is not begging you. God is not begging you. Connect with the Apostle General on Twitter at Sam Crunchy, Facebook and Instagram, Sam Crunchy Anchor. Share your prayer requests and testimonies via info at royalhousechapel.org. Royal House Chapel, touching our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you. Yes.